You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. We have a great couple hours lined up for you today. I'm very excited about it. I was up half the night dealing with it and getting all manner of insights, and it's really good stuff. Folks, I would suggest that you strap up your seatbelt for this one. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to tie in three different things. First of all, we're going to talk about uh, the prison that you all find yourselves in, or even prisons that you find yourself in. I certainly know I've had my share of prisons in my day. (laughs) Each one of us has our own type of Oh, baby, we do. And then after looking at the prisons, we're going to look at affirmations and how to pull yourself out of prisons. And then we're going to take one, uh, one lesson, one issue, one that a lot of people have, and tease it apart so that you can see how to start to do this for yourself. In this case, we're going to use the lesson of being an energy vampire, of which there are a lot of people out there who do that, who need, who need to get their well-being from other people instead of getting it entirely by themselves, from themselves. And it happens a lot. So you think, now go ahead back and think of what a vampire does. You saw movies and things. A vampire sucks somebody else's blood. And so basically an energy vampire is a sucker of somebody else's life force. Yeah, you know, just uh, I was a young idiot bumpkin years ago at a friend's house who was in school to be a chiropractor. And she had her other chiropractic fellow students in the room with her. And there was a bunch of them sitting on the couch. And I sat down. And one of them put his hand on my leg and just started sucking energy off of it. And, you know, I thought it was pretty cool because I was an idiot kid who just, you know, it was like I was getting acknowledged by... Attention. Yeah, I was getting attention and acknowledged from, you know, this big chiropractic student. (laughs) You know, today it completely, uh, I wouldn't even begin to tolerate it. But anyway, you know, that was typical. And uh, brazen, I mean, he put his hand on my leg and just started sucking energy. Brazen, chiropractic student. You know, are you listening? I mean, you you don't know that, oh, well, they're a chiropractor, they're a professional, so obviously they're a good person. You don't know that. I mean, they're all over the place. There was another time we were walking through this public place in Minneapolis, and I was particularly oh, energy. Wasn't it? We were looking at the mandalas. Yes, that and the it was. Were making. Yes, and it was Tibetan Buddhists, and I was particularly energy sensitive at that point for some reason. And this Tibetan monk walked by me and was sucking energy so profound that I, my knees buckled. And I nearly fell, and he turned and looked surprised, 
realized that he got caught and I squared him in the eyes and I go I know you did it and he knew he did it there was no doubt about what yeah. was going on so people go oh Tibetan Buddhists they're high holy people well sure some of them are and some of them are not and that's the way it goes in any any profession you've got the good ones and the not so good ones and you all need to be discerning we all need to be discerning so that we don't get wrangled in by these people you know often and on throughout my life when I was in a position to get a lot of attention or even a lot of embarrassment a part of my ego would come out and really either revel in the acknowledgement like whoa he hit a home run he's the hero or something or be incredibly crippling embarrassed you know for some fallacy or something where you know I wasn't looking so good and I've been fighting this all my life. I'm getting it down further and further, but I don't have that thing completely gone yet. And, you know, I'm actively every day looking for it to, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about how you deal with this. I do self-talk. Charmaine Char- heard me the other day. She says, what were you saying out there? Yeah, talking to the birds in the yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this didn't quite, but I was just going after it because I had a part of myself that had a reaction. And it was an ego reaction, and I just, you know, spent about a half hour, and then I came in, Charmé, and said, you know, do you see any more of this anywhere? And we just worked on it. She gave me what she had, and then I worked on it some more. And so I'm, you know, I'm not out of this thing, but I'm way further along, which feels good, but it doesn't feel very good that I still don't have this thing completely turned. But I got to tell you, I'm on its tail every day. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Phone lines are open, folks, if you'd like to call in about one of the prisons that you might be in and how to get like a core essence of what it is. Uh, the phone line is 1-800-336-2225. You know, we often um, bemoan or feel bad for, or maybe not, if they're really awful people, we're very glad that they're in prison. But we often, you know, notice that people, men and women, who've done particularly awful things get tossed into physical prisons. And then, you know, they're generally stuck there. About the only control they have from that point on is that they can do ultra good behavior and then they can have consider having their sentence shortened a bit by good behavior that's about their only choices so that's like a physical prison uh, where they get put into prison now you all and we all have uh, live in other kinds of prisons every day they're mental and emotional prisons uh, that we are stuck in because they are our lessons, our ego, our uh, karma, our lessons. They run your life. Totally run your life. You no, know, you don't run your life. When you have these habits, addictions, or what are we calling them? Prison. Prisons. <laughs> they actually run your life because you don't have the power. You know, I had this vision last night uh, of this uh, person and you know I saw the various prisons that this person was living in and it was really amazing like this particular person was wanting to get energy from us 
And, you know, I put up a wall and said, no, it's just not okay for you to take energy from us. So what ended up happening is the wall went up, and what I saw before us was this wide open scape. A wide open, unlimited scape is what happens when you work through all your prisons. You get into a place where the universe becomes unlimited and you don't have to will it or force it or beg it or visualize it or co-create it. It is simply there because you've worked through all of your lessons. On the other side of this wall, I saw a series of literally uh, walled prisons. Like boxes. Like huh? boxes, like individual prison, and each one represented, you know, this particular person had like three or four particular things that were dogging them mm-hmm. and driving them nuts, and they were each a particular prison. And it just got so clear to me that I thought this was a great topic. Right. I, You know, all throughout the day, early morning and throughout the day, I've heard Charmé confronting him, you know, just in spirit, you know, because he would build up his energy and she would, uh, Charmé would uh, confront him again, and that way he couldn't tap our energy field and our success and whatnot for his uh, his gain, and you know it's like you push someone else down the ladder while you're going uh, beyond them above the the ladder, instead of following your natural order and, and climbing it yourself, kind of thing. So what is a prison? You know, if you want to go religion religious, a prison is a form of hell. You know, people say, oh, you die and you go to heaven or hell or purgatory or whatever the other options are that everybody has. But in fact, hell can be anywhere. Hell can be on earth. Hell is on earth. Hell is also not on earth. It's all over the place. It's a state of being. But let's get more specific. This pr- these prisons we talk about or the hell we're talking about or the ego-based karma and lessons, all the same thing. These are things that torment you every day. They irritate you. There's a torque in you all the time. Never or rarely do you experience deep inner peace, and you surely don't experience deep inner peace most of the time. So what kinds of prisons are we talking about? What kind of prisons are you in? Do you have a prison, say, with a stepchild or a child? or an adopted child that every single day there's just a torque going on every single day maybe not every encounter but enough encounters that it's just like this constant constant irritant or how about a job that you're in that you just you just hate you know every morning you wake up you go oh god god i got to go do this again every single day and, you know, you're stuck there. You, you can't go anywhere else. Before we go on, I want to say this about these prisons. Your higher self has put you there. You already co-created to get there because your higher self said, this is the lesson I want to get through. This is the lesson I want to do, so I'm in this job. I have this stepchild or child, and the list goes on. I have this spouse. I own a business, the list goes on, so that I can learn particular lessons. Yeah, it doesn't come by you by accident. This is an intelligent crea- creation by an intelligent creator. Everything's on purpose. You know, some people are in, their, in a prison of gossip. They're addicted to it. 
and there they they go to the prison uh, of failing gossip if they don't have the best story or the last word. So that's the prison they're in. They got to keep trying to find the best way to outdo everything, or they're in the prison of. Uh, geez, that other person said a better thing and, you know, I'm not so high off of that. You know, and that's just one of the things. And, you know, another thing is um, a lot of people who gossip have the sting of vengeance or anger or um, uh, even ill will, hatred in it. And that's the prison. You know, if you have those attitudes, those are nasty attitudes that you're stuck in those attitudes even though you vent it out uh, viciously or whatever, you're stuck in those attitudes. So one of the ways we find salvation or transformation is we work on these things until we're not attached to where we can be conveyors of truth and we can uh, do appropriate adjustments and reactions as the day goes on and as situations go on. Instead, they trigger us and then we retaliate in, in our dysfunctional way that slams us right back into our own dysfunctional prison. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. The phone number, 1-800-336-2225. Give us a call if you'd like to uh, get a psychic reading on one uh, individual topic. So these prisons that we get stuck in, we literally, for whatever reasons, you know, we can't get out of them, and they are certainly not what you hoped for or imagined, and we're stuck. So here's some more. You buy a house. I mean, it's your like, it's like your favorite beloved house. And after like, I remember, I remember we had one of these. Oh my God, we we moved into this house. I mean, it was such an amazing, cool house. It was over on Oahu. And that night at 10 p.m., the neighbor who was like, what, 30 feet from our bedroom? Yeah. Was blaring music at the top of its volume. We called the landlord and said, What the heck is this? He wasn't, he didn't expect us to call him at 10 yeah. o'clock. And I, he thought he just got out of that hell because he rented us and he yeah. didn't have to deal with well, it. Well, geez, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, he forgot to tell <laughs> us. So, Next night he's out there neighbor, pee- peeing on the yeah, <laughs> next, na- to, uh, next to our bedroom. <laughs> if you'd like to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. We'll be right back with more. <laughs> 